Why do I let this grow? Hey, must be the something money. money. <laughs> <laughs> A podcast about bourbon and the ones who drink it. This is Bourbon Matters. Welcome to Bourbon Matters. I'm Jake. I'm Dan. My name is Roberto PDL, and I and, have a radio voice. <laughs> My name is Roberto PDL. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, with Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> is that chick still on the air? I don't know. Who knows? Anyway. Um, you're Jake. What are we doing today? <laughs> uh, so today we're drinking uh, Barnstormers. Uh, which is a distillery out in Rockford, Illinois. Um, mm-hmm. Today we're having their 40 Winks Barrel Proof. Yes. Uh, which Dan will tell us about in a little bit. Uh, but first, uh, we want to talk about our trip out to the distillery and then uh, the other exciting thing that Dan did earlier in the week. Yeah. Um, so let's start with uh, Dan's adventure on Monday. Yeah, uh, I, we mentioned it before uh, when Jake and I had went down to Whiskey Acres and DeKalb, which is another local small distillery about an hour and a half away. Uh, we went down there because we were at a tasting in Libertyville where they came uh, and gave us kind of a rundown of their entire line and gave us a sample of a special release they were doing. So we went down there. We weren't going to stay long, but for some reason we had a drinker, <laughs> two or four, and we're there for late enough for the tour. And one thing that they talked about on the tour is whenever they need to do bottling to save money, they just ask for volunteers to go bottle for a little bit. Damn. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds exciting. And since I'm unemployed unemployed and living in a blue tent, um, I checked on Sunday, and on their Facebook they had put a message up that they were looking for bottlers on Monday. And I'm like, well. I have nothing to do. I have nothing better to do. I might as well go bottle some whiskey. Yeah. Wow, that's a good for you, man. Yeah, went down there. It was it was fun. So in just about two and a half hours, we did just over a thousand bottles. Uh, they had I think twelve or thirteen volunteers plus two people from the distillery, Damn. and that was slow. They were having an issue with their bottler that slowed them down a little bit. They said normally they can do a thousand. <laughs> the bottler's name was Dan. Yeah. <laughs> so to be fair, I was the very first person that did anything. I was setting the pace, which is I had to take the bottles these boxes of bottles off pallets and then line them up for the bottler. And I was way ahead. Nice. Okay. We were waiting on her, Julia. You need to pick your speed up a little bit. Oh, she went down there too. Oh, uh, no, not her. Uh, oh. Julia is the name of the bottling manager. Oh, and also okay, the tour okay. guide and also one of the bartenders. is nice. Julia. <laughs> Everybody's Julia. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is Julia. This is my daughter, Julia. <laughs> but, uh, uh yeah, it was family. Everybody's like <laughs> Joe or what was the girl's name. I forget. But anyway, it's 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 a small distillery, so everyone has about four or five jobs. Um, but it, it was that's cool. Five, that's five more jobs than you have. Yes. <laughs> yes. I tried to get one when I was there. <laughs> they weren't hiring. <laughs> uh, but no, it was fun because you're doing it as we we're doing the bottling. It's in the exact same area where the stills are, and they were distilling that morning. And uh, the Rob, the master distiller that was at Whiskey Acres. Um, went like you just see him go up to the still and put the glass underneath as the liquid is coming out take a smell and dump it out and he did it a few times until he was happy with the smell and he switched it over and that was the hearts coming through wow um but i yeah, got it's, that's pretty neat that's one of yeah. the things that um i watched uh is i think it's called master distiller on discovery it's like a 
distilling competition show with the moonshiners guys oh nice it's a pretty cool show um but they you know talk about the heads hearts and tails and but they don't tell you how you tell it's just like shot after shot of guys sniffing jars and like taking sips and being like yeah not yet (laughs) like then all of a sudden it's like oh here they come and they they just like no they just know yeah That's pretty cool. Yeah, but so we got to see that. Um, besides that, they were also filling up, uh, dumping a lot of the grain in the mash bins. Yeah, and getting ready to. Uh, they had, when we were there, they hadn't started putting the yeast and everything in yet, but they're getting okay. ready to get a new mash rolling. Um, Dang, I like grain. Yeah, yeah. Your barley grazing, man. Barley by itself is just great. <laughs> like I'm just gonna go to the store and buy barley and eat it. <laughs> We'll tell the story in a second. Go to a fleet farm or something. And just yeah. get sacks yeah, yeah, of barley. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we got we did the bottling. Um, I got to do my own bottle uh, from start to finish. So filled the bottle up, put the cork in, put all the label stuff on. Um, got it signed by by Rob, their master distiller. And then got nice. to sit around and got a a special T shirt for helping to bottle. Oh really? Is yeah. it like a volunteer T shirt or what is it? Yeah, it's. It's. I'm wearing their agricultured shirt right now. Whiskey Acres is. They grow all their own grain and everything there. Okay. So they're they're more of ag people than whiskey people. So I got my nice really? agricultured. Oh wow. Shirt on. Um. So they grow their own corn and everything. Corn. Uh. Bar. The only thing they everything. don't do is malt their own barley. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got to send it to them. All. Yeah. But they even they thing. grow their own barley, but they send it off to get malted. To yeah. Get malted, yeah. But they they grow the rye there. They grow. Wow. You know, all the different varieties of corn yeah. that they like experiment with, they grow on really? property and harvest and everything. Shit, now yeah. I want to go. It's cool. It's it's a two thousand acre farm there, uh, and they I think it said eight percent of the farmland is just for the distillery, and everything else is still just a two thousand acres. Holy crap! Um, Should be cool whiskey. Two thousand acres. <laughs> <laughs> they it's cool. They have a big solar panel field out there, and they everything there is run off solar. They did say that they draw from the grid at night but they make enough during the day to sell back so they're basically energy neutral or they probably get money back yeah yeah um wow that's crazy but no. uh, they they recycle a bunch of their water too yeah yeah really? the water's all for the water that keeps us still cool is all recycled well the pee i go it. put it back in the corn no what <laughs> you know recycle pee Jeez. i don't think so the water that know. they use to keep the condenser cool Come on. I thought it was like a super (laughs) high efficient operation that they recycle like bathroom waste. You can definitely tell that the talent never does any research of any type. (laughs) It's the best. I show up and drink. Make jokes. I show up and drink and talk shit and make jokes. But I know the the shirt is it's a special shirt that you can't buy at the thing. It's got the whiskey acre stuff on the front and the back. It says... uh, there, it's a VIB shirt, and instead of a VIP, it's very oh, important bottler. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so you get that's one of those, cool. and you get yeah. some. You get to take, you get to drink the whiskey that came off the bottle line that day. They make drinks for a while. Um, is it like really manual process, or is it pretty automated, or somewhere in between? The only really thing that's automated is uh, they have like a big container where they had all the whiskey that we were bottling in. Okay. And then there's a suction pump that pulls it from that container into another small container that then feeds into the bottling machine. Okay. And then they had four bottle spouts, so you put the bottle in, and it starts filling up quickly. How do you know when to stop? 
it it once it gets to the top, it basically stops itself. Oh, and it's but like it, if, it, if it starts to overflow, it goes into a secondary bin. Oh, and that it she just, then got to empty out. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes like it'll come out just a little light less or something and she'll just give it another she'll pull it out of the bottle machine a little bit and just give it a final so is every bottle exactly the same level not quite yeah I'm, and and she, it was a, it was a hot day when we were doing it yeah and she said she wanted them a little bit fuller on the hot day because when they cool down mm-hmm. they'll lose a little bit of volume Ugh. so she had it coming up the neck a little bit yeah that makes sense and i guess that's why the big ones with the automated process it's exactly the same amount in every right. bottle yeah that's pretty cool man yeah, no, it was fun gonna, to see how that worked, and it was fun to see the master distiller and everything working as well. Yeah, um, they had the new when we were there; they were just finishing up the third barrel house, that the new Kwanzaa house. Oh, nice! And she's like, "Who wants to go see the new barrel house?" And I'm like, mm, "I'll go." That's cool. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, I'm gonna look for a day that I can just you know see, take off and and see if there's a some openings yeah they said very rarely anymore does it get to facebook because they have an email list so i emailed in and i'll get email alerts when they're doing it nice thanks yeah i'd love to do it again it was it was fun it's it's a cool experience definitely do it at some point that'll be a cool experience is it a bigger like warehouse and stuff than rush so completely different uh they don't have they only have one still at whiskey acres Mm. um but it's fairly large yeah, but I mean, they had Rush had three six hundred acre stills, one six hundred or three hundred uh, six hundred gallon pot still. Uh, I mean, yeah, that, that's stills. that's big. Yeah, it's yeah. If it, if the still is six hundred acres, that's pretty big. Yeah, <laughs> six hundred acres is a big. How still. big the whiskey acres one is like? I thought it was like three or four hundred, three hundred, four hundred somewhere in there. Yeah, you can tell the production in Rush is pretty heavy. I mean, yeah, and it, are cranking it's, out liquor. It, it's funny too because the difference is. And distilleries are they are completely different um yeah whiskey acres is on a farm and there's farm tractors everywhere yeah. it's the the distillery is an old farm building wow and it's you can tell that farmers are, are there everything's yeah. not, everything's not quite perfectly put away everything's yeah uh where rush Cre- creek was very surgically clean Wow. Look like you get it done surgery. It was, surgery. yeah, it was super uh, clean. Yeah, and they're doing, and, you know, contract distilling and yeah. stuff where Whiskey Acres is only you know producing their own. And yeah. they only sell in Illinois currently. Right. Okay. Um, Very nice. But I they said that during the summer months they do about two bottling runs a month during the three hottest months and you're figuring that's about 1100 bottles, probably about 2200 bottles a month they're putting out and then they said when the in the spring, summer, winter our spring, fall, winter, mm-hmm. they're usually doing three to four bottles. Oh, wow. Bottlings a month. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Good for you. That's yeah. a good experience. Yeah, Did you get was... drunk? Did you try it? You... I got a little drunk at the end because <laughs> they had, there was an issue with the people that were supposed to provide us lunch. Forgot to provide us with lunch. Oh, shit. And they felt bad. So they're like, well, we'll just keep the bar open for you guys for a little bit longer. So then it was, I hadn't eaten breakfast and oh, there was shit. no lunch. And yeah. I had it old fashioned. And then they had a, uh, they were making a, whiskey margarita oh wow which i don't like tequila that much and the whiskey margarita is actually pretty damn delicious yeah what are they what are they putting that margarita uh, just with, regular margarita mix or uh, i took a picture of it because i want to try and make it but it had like agave nectar and things in it as okay. well um i'll have to pull it up but probably not lime that would be kind of weird i don't think it was yeah. whiskey? they had like a black lava sand as the rim as the rim sand on it interesting um, it, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, it we'll was, have to try. I, I made um for 
Cinco de Mayo, me and Jenna made uh, tequila old fashions, which are really good. Tequila old fashions, I've, I've got them. They're pretty decent. It, it did have lime juice. So it was bottled and bond bourbon, agave nectar, lime juice, and wow. rimmed with black lava salt. Interesting. Huh. Very cool. It was good. I would have had another one. Wow. Huh. But also, yeah, I'm, like, I'm an hour should... and a half from home, and I. Well, yeah. Better. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should try that. We should try that. I've got agave downstairs. That'll be that'll be a good mix. Yeah, very nice. The lime juice is what's so the only suspect thing, but I, I would never guess that lime juice goes well with whiskey. Yeah, but I mean, hey, yeah, yeah, interesting, very nice. But yeah, no whiskey acres. Thanks a lot for letting me come down and. Do they follow us on Facebook, on Instagram? I, I don't know. Do they follow um, them. <laughs> I didn't break a bottle. I didn't break we one bottle. <laughs> Since considering I had to move a thousand some you glass did you bottles, didn't. I did not break one. Wow. There you go. Did anybody? Nope. Wow. No issues. Nice. Well, I mean, you have a lot of issues, but at least you didn't break one. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> but, but, but the bottle ain't one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we also went to uh, Barnstormers over the weekend, mm-hmm. um, which is what we're drinking today. Um, so... Uh, is it Tim and Addie mm-hmm. are the owners? Uh, they're a husband and wife. Um, they're retired. Uh, and I wouldn't say retired because I think they do a lot of work at this distillery. They're, just they're technically that. retired. They're working 10-hour <laughs> days for sure. But uh, Tim does all the distillation, um, and Addie does a lot of the like marketing and uh, the serving. Like, and Yeah, bartending, bartending, which I mean, we had a couple different drinks that she made for us, and they were they were pretty good. Yeah. The best part was the first time when I was down there with my dad, she said that there's certain cocktails that she will not allow Tim to make because he doesn't make them right. So <laughs> really? She, yeah. She, Tim made an old-fashioned for me the first time. She's like, he can do those. But like some of those other things, she's like, he's not making those. He's not allowed to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really nice distillery. I mean, it was small as hell. And it's a small distillery. Yeah. A small operation. Yeah, they do. When I talked to small them property. the previous time, they said they do 50 barrels a year. Yeah, that's pretty Which small. Is, yeah, that's I mean, pretty that's... decent, though. I mean, yeah, it, but I mean, it's 50 more than I do. Low volume. Um, <laughs> but they, I mean, we tried pretty much everything they had to offer and it was all pretty good. Yeah. Um, agreed. Even the vodkas were, their vodkas were really good, really smooth, drinkable. Their rums. I'm not like very, a, absolutely really not. Yeah. The rums were pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, even the white rum was that like sippable. Rum? Yeah. Which was usually is not yeah, at all the case. Like Bacardi. <laughs> Like Bacardi <laughs> crap. Like Bacardi. Usually that's you specifically make white rum to mix. Yes. Yeah. With Coke. Yeah. Or like do shots. Or Mo- this was like mojito. you could. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. yeah mojito. You know, but like, yeah. I mean, this was like you could sip it like. I agree. Like a whiskey. Like neat. Especially the aged. Oh, man. That, that yeah. The aged one was fan- fantastic. So great. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, we also tried the. Uh, the white dog. Um, we tried the bourbon and the rye. Yeah, which they don't they don't have the rye available yet. This yeah. was the one of the first batches, I think, mm-hmm. that they're barreling now. Yeah, um, but that rye white dog was white really dog was good. good. Yeah, it was um, very very sippable. Yeah, which you know white dog can be really hard to sip, just because it's so strong. Yeah, both both of them were very tasty. Yeah. Um, for you know, clear liquor. Yeah, for <laughs> un, unaged, right out of this distillery liquor. 
Yeah, it was good though. I forget the proof of the white dog. It was like 150 it, something. No, it wasn't that high. I think it said it was like 130 something. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. But I mean, it, it didn't really taste like yeah. it. No, it didn't taste bad. I mean, they they all. don't have like the big massive still. What they were the column or the column at the top of the pot only had four different plates in it. So yeah, you need the more plates. The more plates you get, the higher proof you right, can go higher, on it. Yeah. So yeah. they don't have. They don't come off very hot. So like their barrel proof is 120. And I think yeah, the, that's the, the white dog wasn't much higher than that. Yeah. Not, not like the Rush 160 Rush something. Rush 160 something. That was. Is, it, they have, what, was that a 100-gallon still? Uh, I don't know. I think it was. I think it was somewhere around there, yeah. yeah. Then, uh, I think the, it was a little more than that because I think. Well, the rum one is bigger. Right. Slightly bigger. It's yeah. like 150, 200. Right. And the other, the whiskey one is a little bit smaller. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was a really nice place. It was fun. Very, I mean, the hospitality was great. The yeah. two of them just taking care of everybody. It was busy. Like at some point, that warehouse, not warehouse, the barn. The hangar? Uh, right, don't you have a pilot's license and you don't know what a yeah, hangar is? <laughs> that is not a hangar. By any, any way you split it, that's not a hangar. <laughs> it has the hangar door on the side. <laughs> that's the only thing it has. <laughs> Might as well call it a garage or something. I don't know. Um, but it was it was busy. I mean, there were families there. There yeah. were people there. There were people hanging out, playing cards. Um, I was not expecting really anything because I, you, know, you were telling us like, well, it's really just a hangar with people pouring drinks and then the small warehouses and with the warehouses, it's the rick houses are train box cars. It's train box cars, yeah. which I can only imagine how hot it gets in there. But then it probably cools off pretty quick because it's yeah. metal uh, at night. So. You know, obviously, obviously, they were saying the temperature changes is what they want. Yep. The extremes because then it gets really hot and then really cold at night, and that's awesome, right? Mm -hmm. I I didn't know. You know, I you think about alcohol is like, well, maybe the extremes aren't good, like it'll ruin the, the the drink or not. But I didn't know they were good for the for the alcohol. More in and out of the barrel, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cold yeah. pushes. Well, it once out. it's right. once it's bottled, you don't want it. No, right. I, it'll ruin. Yeah, if it's bottled. Or it'll blow the cork out like <laughs> yeah, the yeah. knob 12 that exploded yeah. in Dan's car. It'll explode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, but that was cool. You know, that it was really, again, you, you drive into the property. It's small. It's one road. They have their house and then the hangar, not the garage. And then the it, it was it was cool to see. I was not expecting a lot. And then when I got there, I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, there's overgrowing weeds on the train cars containers so it's like you don't even know that's where they you know they're aging their barrels uh but then they start telling you the whole story and i mean them tim and, and andy were just so nice mm -hmm. yeah very nice very welcoming and you know i i, I am uh, a believer that if you are the more enthusiasm you put into your product it'll reflect in the product and and you know when we get into this i think that's true yeah. Um, so yeah, I had a great time. Yeah, I mean, it was a, uh, it was cool because Dan undersold the shit out of it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> first off, yeah, he did. <laughs> like, man. you know, I think that was the first thing we tried was the we regular. Started straight I think we started bottle on bottle. Like kind of like no, did no, no, we, no, we didn't. The, the regular, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, the regular bourbon. It was just um, a yeah. It was just a regular yeah. bottle. Yeah, which was good, and then it kept getting better and better. It just kept getting better. <laughs> And then they had um, what did he say the the story about the barrel that the at captain's some point... reserve barrel. So that was you mm -hmm. guys are lucky that I'm nice because when I was there the first time when I was talking to them they gave me a sip of 
a special bourbon that they have that's coming out uh, later this year of their final batch of it. Um, and it was a, there's not much left in that glass jar and she's going to pour us all three. And I'm like, I've had one. I understand what this is. Let these other guys have a little bit more of this than, uh, than trying to split the three ways. And it was a barrel that a few years ago, we had a massive cold snap here in Illinois and it was got down to about negative 40, negative 50 below uh, with the wind chills and the barrel had been left outside. And then I don't know if it was the bung was bad or because it got so cold, but then it started leaking out of the bung. And Which the is was all- absolutely the worst. Yeah. yeah. When your bung leaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When it's just hot, my bung leaks a lot. <laughs> uh, totally happens a lot under the blue tarp. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for, they, for various reasons. He's not sure <laughs> if it was because of the extreme cold it was outside in or the fact that they lost out a lot of the barrel and it's just there's way less whiskey in there that should have been. But you guys can talk about the flavor, but basically, when I took a sip of it the first time, he asked me what the asked me what the proof was of it. Yeah, and I said probably about a hundred. Yeah, and or ninety five. Yeah, it was one one twenty. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the flavors out of it were insane. Like yeah, I, I mean it's uh, it it's similar to this, which we'll get into. Yeah. Um, the barrel proof, but uh, it was like. The, the dial was cranked up. Yeah. Like, everything was way bolder. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more... Um, like, I, I would say that the flavors were, like, a lot more identifiable, yeah. right? And like, yeah. I mean, it really highlighted the flavors of the whiskey. You know, they yeah. were shining through completely. And again, probably because of the extremes. Yeah. And temperatures. I mean, like, it literally tasted like... A ninety ninety five proof whiskey, um, like there was no burn at all, no burn. And I mean, again, I don't know how to describe the flavors. So you know, this this the, we're drinking the forty wings, the barrel proof. It's really flavorful. It's it's just really really flavorful. And this one's just, it's like you magnify the flavors that you find in this barrel proof, and just completely magnify them by like three. Yeah. And that's what it, you know, the flavors were intense yeah. in a really yeah. good way. It was not cheesy. It was not overpowering. It was not like, all right, well, I get it. It's, it tastes different. I mean, it was a hundred and what did you say? It was 120. And it really did drink like a 95 or a hundred tops. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I can't wait to see if they sell us a bottle because holy crap, that's one of the best whiskeys I've had, I think, in, in drinking whiskey. Yeah. It was so good. it was unique and it, it's like usually when you get the higher proofs, which I, I like the around 100, 110 and one twenty barrel proof, I have no problem with. But when you start get the higher proof, you you lose a little bit of the flavors because mm-hmm. you get a little more heat, you get a little more of the the burn on it. Yeah. Um, but this had all of the that, that's a dangerous whiskey because if you're thinking you're drinking a ninety five proof, mm-hmm. you have a couple glasses and, and you're you're your one twenty proof. Oh yeah, it'll catch up quick. Yeah, you know, there's that sweet spot of like a hundred to like one ten, one fifteen, mm-hmm. where like the flavors are bolder. Um, they're they're less diluted from the water, mm-hmm. you know, that you add to proof it down. Um, yeah, but then once you get into one twenty and up, you know, the alcohol overtakes it. It's ter- it's um, overpowering. Yeah, 
so yeah, this was a very unique situation, yeah. like Dan said, where the alcohol's not cutting into the flavor yeah. profile. And, you know, and that happens a lot even in good bourbons like Stag Junior. Yeah. Where the alcohol, many times, it's overpowering because it's like 125. Yeah. Uh, it happens in larceny, you know, the barrel-proof larceny to me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the alcohol overpowers. It can happen in Elijah, Elijah Craig barrel-proof. Yeah. Like sometimes all you're tasting, you're tasting is the alcohol. Uh, not in, yeah, I mean, not in a terrible way, but in comparison to this, like this one's like, holy shit, there's no alcohol here. And yeah. all I'm tasting is like the amazing flavors of this yeah. whiskey. And it's like, and we talk about Tim and Eddie doing everything and being the bartenders and being the distillers and being the entertainment. Like, and I the sandwich maker. And the sandwich maker. Yeah. I, I forgot the first time when I was there to ask her. Um, and so I asked her this time about the labels. Oh, yeah. I said, where do you get your labels from? So Barnstormer, it's basically another name for a crop duster, for spraying crops. Single Dan crop. dust crops every day. He just walks and like. <laughs> <laughs> crop dusting? Just crop dusting left and right. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's just a small single crop. It terrible, too. You smell terrible. Well, you live under the bridge. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, but no, she, she designed the labels. Yeah. So except for the, the one rum label was designed by somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but everything else was designed by her, and they're, they're beautiful. And they are beautiful. Dude, yeah. I don't know if she's a graphic artist or what, or a graphic designer. But holy crap, those labels are pretty. Yeah. Like even this, who's. You know, if you look at the 40 Winks, it's a darker label. You can't really, you have to look closely to see these. And even then, the design is, is just nice and smooth and yeah. very pretty. Yeah. It looks like someone that's been designing labels for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And she's grabbed yeah. the computer software, like, all right, let's do this. I mean, it is really nicely done. Truly. Truly. It was really Truly. Good. And there was, I forget what bottle it was, but it was like a lighter blue and white label. And it was just beautiful is that the silver rum that was my favorite maybe it was a silver rum yes yeah but it was just she did such a good job and you know again right now i'm holding the the 40 wings barrel proof and it's what a nice label should look like yeah and then i hit the microphone <laughs> um so then the other thing we did there was we selected the mash bill for our uh barrel that we're gonna do yeah when we had talked about it after i had been there the first time and we kind of talked about doing a weeded bourbon. Mm -hmm. And it changed quickly after he gave us the white dog of the rye, which is a 95% rye. Yeah. Um, now, we know that I'm not a massive fan of rye, but that was a very good rye white dog. And we immediately, I'm like, I would have no problem doing a high rye bourbon. So we've switched to a, we're going to be doing a high rye mash bill as soon as he gets uh, information on when he's going to get his barrel, his 10-gallon barrel in. Yeah. We're going to do a 10-gallon run of it. Um, we'll get everything squared away and paid off on, but... 600 no that was for the five it's gonna be he says it's gonna be around 13 to 14 that's fine for the 10 gallon but it's you get more than double because you lose less to evaporation right the 10 exactly. gallon. yeah so we'll have some bottles that we're you know planning on giving away in exchange for cash <laughs> that's that's not <laughs> called giving away, away but you have to give us cash or at least get 100 followers for us on instagram <laughs> yeah. and then you get a bottle yeah so how many bottles does a 10 gallon produce so he at when he said a five gallon he said at five gallon barrel proofs you'd get about 15 bottles he left it a barrel proof now okay. obviously we get to go down every six months and take a draw and see where it's at see what it's like and if we want to cut it down with some water we're more than happy to and if we cut it down with water we obviously get more um 
So if we we're gonna get fifteen, I think you said we should probably expect about forty some bottles yeah. out of a ten gallon. That's perfect. We'll give we can give some away on Bourbon Matters uh, Instagram, do a giveaway or something. I don't know fun. if we can give away. Liquor, yeah, I don't but, know if we can oh, give away. We, we can check. No, well, you're especially, right. I especially, I don't think we're allowed to ship liquor either. I'm pretty sure that's. Oh, a, yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Darn freaking! Can can we like buy an island somewhere and just in international waters and yeah. do whatever the hell we want? That'd be nice. Um, and we should talk to Addy about designing a label. Like I'm, I'm willing to pay for one. So the only thing with the label that when I asked her about that is, it would have to go through government things ttb yeah to get a new label so we or don't want to do that we could we could she's like we could put a banner on the label but yeah yeah we'll talk to her but i mean even just their like we love their logo and their bottles yeah like, I'm actually just okay have give them our color palette yeah and then have a banner with our information on it or that'd something. be great the sh- what was we gonna call it the shrilly nice high rise the shrilly nice high rise yeah <laughs> like the cr star a high rise yeah <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we should and, call it the Zierst Tower. Yeah. I don't know. And we ended up going on. They had a tour then too. Yeah. Which we were not planning on staying for. We were not planning on staying, and they didn't think they were going to do a tour because Tim had to cook yeah. in the kitchen. Um, but he was able to step away and do a tour. And man, we've been on a couple tours. And this is this is you didn't move. You walked into the, yeah, the bar. You, the, the I stood in one place. You walked in. Well, yeah, you stood by the barley. By the bar, grazing the barley <laughs> like a goddamn cow. Um, dude, it's whole grains. The doctor says that you need whole grain. <laughs> like that's the the definition of whole grain. <laughs> like I don't know how else to define it. It's what actually <laughs> happened was there's just an open container of barley, and Roberto just kept on reaching and grabbing a handful. Wait, hold on, let me. And just like, <laughs> <laughs> that's good barley. <laughs> that should be a button on the on the podcast. But hold on, let me tell you the story. The story is this. I was already, I didn't have breakfast. Lindsay's in San Antonio. Um, I'm by myself, bachelor life. So when Lindsay's here, we normally So you eat and, barley as a bachelor life? No, but well, hold on. We you know, we normally eat breakfast of some sort. When the ladies are gone, me. the barley comes <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just me, so I didn't have breakfast. So I was already hungry. And then we got to uh, Barnstormers, and he did a great job with the sandwiches. Holy crap. Yeah. That was a good sandwich. You know, so kudos to Tim for for the panini press there. Uh, but, you know, it was it was a smallish sandwich, and I was starving after that. So the whole time I'm hungry as shit. And there's not even, like, a vending machine when I can go and get chips or something. <laughs> and they're like, all right, well, I'm already a little toasted because we've been drinking whiskey by this time by, like, you know, three or four hours. And we get to the tour. Thankfully, I'm standing right next to the barley freaking barrel. <laughs> and I'm like, so... I remember when I went to the Budweiser um, brewery in St. Louis, you know, they give you all the cereals to taste. And I remember perfectly really liking barley. Mm-hmm. So then when I got lucky and was standing next to the barley barrel, then I started eating it. And it was great. I seriously had like maybe four handfuls of barley and it was it was my lunch. That was great. <laughs> I was not hungry after Tim, that. Tim, feel free to charge him for eating yeah. barley. <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> Uh, I was full, but I mean, it was cool because I mean, he just has the shed that he does has his stills yeah. in, and it's a it's a small thing. You there's no really moving around, but I will say it was probably we talked in there for about an hour and a half, and there's I mean, not just us, yeah, there's yeah, other was, people on the tour. Yeah, that was probably the longest distillery tour I've ever been on so yeah. far, 
and I didn't move. Like yeah. we walked in and that was it. And it was just, he, but I mean, you could tell his passion. He talked about like when they're doing their vacuum. Uh, yeah, the vacuum, uh, the vacuum stuff is pretty cool. Oh, he talked um, about vacuum. Like I don't remember any of this. Yeah, you were eating barley and drunk. <laughs> so they make um, some. The cucumber vodka is cucumber standard, and horseradish. and horseradish vodka is standard. And they, and they grow the cucumbers and the horseradish in their greenhouse there. Yeah. And uh, so what they do is distill the vodka, then they put some vodka and whatever the cucumber or horseradish or um, he's done a bunch of experiments. There's a yep. whole like Did wall of yeah. uh, experiments that he's done. Um, they put a little bit of the alcohol with whatever they're gonna try and uh, flavor the 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 the, the uh, liquor with. Yeah. And uh, they put it in a vacuum distiller, and then that vacuum distiller extracts all the flavor yeah. out, um, without leaving you with like, you know, the shitty. Uh, yeah, you know all the other crap, like the actual like like the pulp and stuff. Pulp and yeah, yeah, you know yeah. whatever. Um, so then that essence gets mixed back in with the larger you know batch of liquor, and the from what we tasted, I think it makes the flavors way better, and it takes out that like nasty like medicine kind yeah, of taste yeah that like they're like artificial you know that. taste um because the the big surprise for me was the cinnamon whiskey oh my which God, typically so is like completely good. undrinkable in my opinion and this was like i would sit there and drink it neat like it was fantastic so the you know two main differences about the cinnamon whiskey because i completely i forgot about that it was the best cinnamon anything that i've tried yeah because when you when you think cinnamon whiskey you think fireballs and jack fire and all that crap that's normally i mean fireball i think is like 35 percent, 30 percent alcohol or something yeah it's mainly sugar and and artificial flavors or maybe concentrated cinnamon whatever the hell it is Mm -hmm. and this one tasted like you pour some whiskey in a glass and you sprinkle cinnamon yeah, that's why yeah, I like, like. stirred cinnamon, it with a cinnamon, cinnamon stick. stick yeah. Or, yeah, that's exactly what it tasted like. Yeah, it was so good, fantastic, and so it's good. it's like an actual whiskey proof. Yeah, exactly. You're right. It's not like thirty percent crap. Yeah, and they, it was so great. They don't you know put a bunch of sugar and all that bullshit exactly. in there. So it's yeah, like it's like artificial flavors or coloring, all that crap. It's it's a true cinnamon whiskey, yeah. not you know some. Not freaking syrup. Named it's not whiskey. a mixer. Yeah, <laughs> glorified mixer. It was really good. So I mean, when when you talk about the vacuum distilling and about the cinnamon whiskey and some other things too, um, I can't read the proof on the picture on on their website, but it says they start with a blend of bourbon mash aged in new American oak barrels. Just to clarify, you can read. Like the picture is fine. You just can't read. I oh no, it is forty. <laughs> it's forty percent. Oh okay, forty percent. It's eighty proof. Sorry. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. I thought it was a little bit higher. It was forty. I mean. 40 proof. Okay, which is still pretty decent. I think that's pretty standard for the yeah. for that yeah, class for that of type, thing. Yeah. yeah, Fireball's 30, and I think Jack's like 40. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, say a small amount of the whiskey is taken from each batch, uh, and fresh ground cinnamon is added. We use a cold distilled method that's to lock exactly in that fresh cinnamon like. flavor. And carefully blend the cinnamon flavor concentrate back into the base whiskey to create a unique spirit. No sugars, artificial flavors, or colorings are added. Yeah, and it definitely shows. Yeah. 
A hundred percent. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. That's a that's just like cool thing they do. Um yeah. he had uh he had done a coffee vodka experiment, mm-hmm. um, which was really good too. That was um, really good. And then like he said he had like a dill pickle vodka. Yeah. Um and a few other like random things that he just like tried. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He said some of them work extremely well. Um, and some of them they taste very good, but their shelf life is very short. Yep. Um, where the flavor starts to just yep. disappear after a certain amount of time. So he doesn't he chooses not to bottle things unless he knows the shelf life is like multi year. Yeah. Um which is a I think it's a very like honest thing to do. Yeah. Because you could just sell all this yeah, like random bullshit and like you can sell it whatever. You know, but well, so you know, I and I guess at some point we had to get into the whiskey, but what I to summarize my experience of Armstormers is that again, Dan undersold it completely. I, I was I was very nicely pleasantly surprised when we went in. Even again, it don't look like anything. It's it's a greenhouse too train cars and in a small barn where he's got the distillery operation and then the garage or hangar hangar there's yeah. no airplanes in there but that's okay we'll, well if there's out. an airplane in there roberto we wouldn't be able to drink in there <laughs> <laughs> or although they do have a panel of a 737 there um yeah. from hawaii Airlines. on the wall from hawaiian airlines so Jake was so far off when he thought it was a 737. Thank God you were there to tell him that it wasn't a 737 and it was actually a 737. From Hawaiian Airlines. Uh, so anyway, so my ex- fair point. My experience is summarized by that's the you know that's the type of people that should you know they should have an operation like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're entertainers. They're both entertainers. Yeah. You know, Tim's a quietish guy, a little. You know, this is, this is just a genius. You know, like a genius guy that a little. You know, he, this, he, he's quiet until you start talking about. Whiskey. And then he and then yeah. he just goes right into it. Right. Uh, and Addie's more, you know, way outgoing, uh, very entertaining, uh, and the guests' uh, focus, which is great. It's exactly what I like about this. And I like the passion. And even if the whiskey didn't taste great. You know, I like people that are that are like that, passionate about their product, putting a lot of effort and time and energy and just enthusiasm into it. I think it reflects in the product. You know, yeah, I think yeah. it's reflected in their flavors and in even just doing the small tour, like you said. I've been in many tours where, the, well, I mean, not the big ones because they hire professional tour mm-hmm. people. But like the smaller ones, we were in one a couple of weeks ago. We were like, it was the owner. Like, yeah, this is. Mm-hmm. There's a still, what else do you need to know? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and this guy's just like giving you the full story and you can, you know, he lights up when he's telling yeah. these stories, which that's the experience that I want in, yeah. in a distillery. And that's also the, the flavors that I want reflected in a, in a whiskey. Yeah. yeah it's the, the most like impressive thing to me was I was there once on father's day and it was busy and we, the three of us walked in and Eddie was behind the bar and she's like, Hey Dan. I can't remember people's names. I just met <laughs> five minutes ago, let alone I hadn't been there in a month and I was only there once in my life. And yeah. she recognized the face. Just then the, remember the name. Then remember the name. The yeah. welcoming attitudes they have, the like you said, it sometimes you're not gonna find good whiskey at these smaller places, yeah. but when you have people that are passionate about what they're doing, It'll they're gonna make that that th- it shows in the flavor. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, it, you know, when <clears throat> we were there like five hours or something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, no wonder I was pretty toasted. 
But I introduced myself once at whenever we got there, like, you know, 12 or whatever. And by 5 p.m., she remembered my name when we said bye. And, I mean, I'm just one of those people that just can't remember names for the life of me. Mm-hmm. Like, I will not remember your name. If, I'll, if you only said it to me once and then five hours later you leave, I'm like, I'll be like, all right, Joe, see ya. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, that's that's, that's to something. be fair. You were the only Mexican there. Well, yeah. I mean, she could have pulled like a Jose or something. <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't have a very common Mexican name. You know, it's not. That's like, fair. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> or Spanish, I should say. Uh, but anyway, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, let's get into the yeah. Let's whiskey. break into this. Yeah. Wait, I'm, I'm kidding. I've been drinking. I've <laughs> been hour. drinking it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> the so the one thing about the whiskey that we're drinking, uh, the Forty Winks name. The reason they call it 40 Winks is it's another name for sleeping or taking a rest. And the reason that this is all called 40 Winks is because... I normally rest in the bathroom, though. Jesus. So 40 Winks for me would be like 40 times going to the bathroom. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> Not like, why would you say that? I'm just asking why for a million other things that are going through my head right now. Uh, why, why did you make me part of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's the 40 Winks is the this isn't stuff that they've actually distilled from start to finish. Right. 40 Winks is they found a distillery in California that was going out of business and they bought their stuff. Yeah. And they've done some double barrel aging on these things and a few other things. Um, so this isn't anything that's come straight off their still. I believe the cinnamon whiskey was, though. I can't remember. It does have a. I don't know. It yeah. does have a forty winks name, but I cannot remember that. Um, but this is a barrel proof. It's what one one twenty or one nineteen. Uh, one nineteen. Uh, I don't 8. know. I don't know the mash on this. Um, it's the whiskey started out as bourbon, crafted from a bourbon mash and aged in New American oak barrels. They took some creative liberty and one underwent a second distillation and uh, using the unique vacuum distilling method to maintain its original character profile and then barreled again. Uh, they put this. So this one's not bourbon, right? Because yeah. it's it's distilled twice, or it's uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a bourbon. I mean, it's over fifty-one percent corn. Yeah. It was aged in new charred oak barrels. Because they don't call it a bourbon; they call it a whiskey. Do they? Yeah. I I think it would still qualify as a bourbon. I, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, know. but we, yeah, I I we bought a couple different things. Uh, I I like their barrel proof. Uh, quite a bit. I also think I got another one the previous time as well that I've used for mixing. You have the regular Forty Winks bourbon. Yeah, I, I have the. Um, what is that? Just the. It started as a bourbon, but it it no longer qualified as a bourbon when they distilled it twice. Okay. So now it's just a whiskey. Huh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they have a small batch, but or another one that I have that is at ninety proof. That's the one I bought the first okay. time. Um, yeah, it says that on the label. Start as a bourbon, yeah, and then distilled it twice, and yep. um, yeah. So this is what they're putting out right now, just until their stuff starts coming off the still. And just from the white dog, we've t- I mean, hell, even the moonshine we tried, yeah. And they had a lightly aged moonshine, yeah. Um, I mean, all their stuff that we had that was in a pretty raw form was very promising. Um, Agreed. Yeah. In in honestly, I think I don't know if we said this on the podcast or before we were just talking, but I don't remember getting a bottle, but I think I did. Like, I really don't remember. You also I, gave away the hat that you bought. I bought a hat, and I gave it away. I don't <laughs> Where know. is it? Lexi. <laughs> Lexi, 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 oh. Lexi has it now. Well, I mean, I gave it to her. I, I do remember that part. <laughs> um, 
so yeah well i mean good i mean we can we can start talking this profile and 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 everything about the whiskey if that, yep. if that pleases the court um <laughs> I think the color, you can tell, you know, you can tell it's, it's dark. It's yeah. a dark color. It's copper. It reminds me of the peerless that we did last week. I, copper is a good description. Right? Yeah. It reminds me of the peerless that we did last week. It's really nice in copper. It's, it's bold. It's a bold flavor. I mean, color for the whiskey. And that boldness is reflected in the, in the smell. You know, on the nose, it's. It's complex. It's sweet too. It's mm -hmm. very sweet, in a good way, not in a fireball crappy way. Mm -mm. Um, it's sweet. The corn is shining through very nicely. I get just sweet flavors like caramel and maybe even hints of chocolate at some point. I got yeah, um, and then vanilla for sure, and and definitely the wood. It's flavor. almost like pastry shop. There you go. That's a good way to say it. It is like walking into a pastry shop. It is. Yeah. If it, you know, again, the sweetness is noticeable in a good way. It's now there, there is like some savory in there too. Yeah. Like it's not just all like sugar. You know, it's like there, there's agree. like some kind of savory going on. And I got hints of hot tamale too. Umami. Umami. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's 119, and the ethanol is there for sure. I mean, it's it's hard for it not to be at 119. Uh, it's there in the nose, and then I've been, you know, we've been tasting this over the last hour, and it's there in the taste too. Yeah, um, uh, it doesn't. But it's a good balance, though. After like the second sip, yeah, it goes away. It goes away, and it's it's you know again, it's noticeable. It's 120, but it it's very nicely balanced, as opposed to some of the whiskeys that we've tried that are higher proof, where all you taste is ethanol at, the, mm -hmm. at some point. This one, the balance of the ethanol with the very rich flavors of the whiskey. I really enjoy that balance. It's easy yeah. to drink. It's, I it's easy to acclimate to. Yes. Which is nice. And I could get in trouble. The burn, or the, the little bit of burn I get, it stays on the tongue. Yeah. It, it doesn't go down the hatch. It just kind of stays tongue forward. And the other thing with that is, though, too, is that's where all the oak flavor I'm getting is. It's right on the tongue. Yeah. It's a lot of it's, oak. That's what's nice. Like, the alcohol yeah. flavor... Or the alcohol burn yeah. stays with flavor, yes, rather than just like overpowering it's not just and a burn, right? Yeah, it's a flavorful burn. So it's like it's yeah tolerable and like you know, it's not it's well, not it's a more, detriment. more than tolerable in my opinion. Yeah. I mean this is this is nice. Uh, yeah. You know, again, I can't stress enough the complexity of this, um, the flavors and the and, and you know again the proof, the high proof. The spiciness of this, the spice is really nice. It's staying with my tongue right now. Mm -hmm. You know, even um, even if a few, maybe two minutes since I took the last sip, I still have the spice really nicely in there, and I really like that. That's why I enjoy the high rye. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get like a cinnamon, yeah, type type flavor in there. Um, also getting like cherry coke. Oh, interesting. More more in the front and middle. Than the than the finish, you know. Um, I get the but, cherry. I don't get the coke. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But it for you me, it's you that like didn't get the coke. Well, I mean, I went to Colombia last week, and what are we supposed to do after the show? Colombia. It was fine. We'll talk later. Roberto's okay. a pilot. You owe me money. That's right. <laughs> I do. I have a pilot's license for a very special reason. 
No wonder you get stopped by TSA all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm working on my submarine license, too. <laughs> he actually is the other Roberto de Leon. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> That's a really good story. Um, so, you know, I, I just great kudos to Tim and Natty because, again, if you see the distillery, if you see their operation, you just never imagined that this came out of there. Mm-hmm. You imagine that this came out of a big distillery in Kentucky. It is just so well done. I really enjoy this. Yeah. It doesn't Agreed. seem like a small Rockford no. distillery. It's, yeah. it's it's very good. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it because I think the next few episodes, we're actually going to do a bunch of local distilleries. So Yeah, so over the next... For Illinois? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next three after this will be three other Illinois distilleries that we've been to. Um, and, and like, yeah. um, so yeah. Do we do uh, Rosh? No, Rosh is coming. What's well, next? No, you'll, you'll do Blom next. You did the Blom Brothers and Blom Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Blom Brothers is next, then Whiskey Acres, and then Rush Creek. Yeah. You know what I'm getting now that I'm sipping even more? Drunk. I'm getting like hints of Boeing 777 fumes. Yeah. It's in there. <laughs> it ages really well. Uh, so, no, but I, I, I did want to mention, though, this distillery is like a mile away from a huge R- operation. R- it's R- a huge R- airport, yeah. which is Rock, uh, Rockport, Chicago. Rockport? Rockford. <laughs> it's not Rockport. Rockford. <laughs> Rockford, Chicago uh, International Airport, uh, which is about a mile away, if not less. Yeah, it's a couple miles down the road, yeah. And which I don't know got, how they got chicago into the name of that airport i know it's a that solid is hour and a half away it is very interesting <laughs> um but it then it is like an hour and a half away it has like huge friggin' airplanes coming in because it's a big cargo it's a airport. large cargo airport they got a massive ups and amazon they have up like there. 747s from ups flying into this triple sevens from korean air and that's the one i saw and that's the hints <laughs> that i'm getting in this whiskey which is perfectly fine with me um yeah and and when when they see this so like if you, their vodka and their their vodka was rfd vodka which is yeah. the the call sign for the airport in, in rockford which is rfd international yeah um but no it was it's it's fun if you're in the northwest illinois area any anywhere in northern illinois southern wisconsin it's not hard to get to it's right off the bypass that goes around chicago or around rockford it, it's really easy rockport. to get to rockport yeah, yeah um, get it right yeah, that's that's kind of the area between Rockford and Freeport is kind of Rockport. Rockport. Freeport's twenty five miles down there. Dan's, yeah. Dan's the only one that knows where Freeport is. I have. No, I mean, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Yes, Dan, that's great. A lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people have heard of Freeport because they always have like one of the weirdest. They always have like the weirdest high school mascot name. What is it? They're the Freeport Pretzels. Are you serious? <laughs> what? There's, there's a big pretzel factory in Freeport. Oh, is that why? There are there Freeport pretzels is always like one of the Freeport, more. Freeport, New Jersey is the only Freeport that I know. Oh, there's there's a Freeport Bahamas. There's a lot of. Freeports. Is there really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, but no, make make the trip out, make the pilgrimage out there. Say hi to Tim and Eddie. Where yeah. do they? And I probably asked this question, and and I was drunk. How do they distribute it? How wide is the distribution? They have a not very much. Um, they I know because we talked about. Um, uh, Sam was looking for a friend for some horseradish vodka, so I grabbed him a bottle. Yeah, and they said there's like three distributors they use through, so it's not a very high. And it's all Illinois, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably yeah. mostly northern. I mean, the, yeah. I think I'm... Tim said that they're mostly selling in like the Rockford area. Yeah, okay. Um, so probably... if you want a bottle, you probably have to go there. Yeah, um, which isn't a bad thing because it, it is worth the trip out. You fly into Chicago, Rockport. Tell them that uh, Bourbon Matters sent you. 
They'll give you a... Or, or just say Jake, Jan- or Jake, Dan, and Roberto, because they'll probably remember us from that as well. Cause... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if they'll know what Bourbon Matters yeah. is. They'll remember us. You know? Yeah. No, because uh, I followed them yeah. uh, through the Bourbon Matters account, and she followed back... She followed me. Me, like me, me. and the podcast. I don't know so. how she found me. Maybe through the account itself. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. But we're all listed on the Bourbon yeah, Matters yeah, that's account. that's a good point. <laughs> um, Very nice. But man. no, it was cool. It's... The other thing I want to say, too, is like as we're going through these small local distilleries for the next month, even if you're not in this area, Google around, see your local distilleries, because one, they're usually pretty low cost to go to. Yeah. Two, they're going to be small distilleries. Did they charge us for this one? Yeah, they charge for the tour. They did. No, I mean, because I, I don't remember we paid anything. I paid. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. That's, that's why I got a strange Venmo request. <laughs> and I didn't know if it was for, like, you know, drugs or, <laughs> or, or a whiskey no, tour. But it, it was the tour, and you got to keep the shot glass. Um, yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> uh, it's probably with the bottle that you can't find. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know. Should we check the back of my car before you go we home? should check something, because I don't remember going home with anything. Um, I don't know how I'm still uh, uh, but no, I wonder it's, how I'm alive. It's go to your small local distilleries because you're gonna find some cool people. You're probably gonna drink some good whiskeys. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and and you're gonna see some cool stories. And yes. then you're also supporting your local distillery, which a hundred percent. It's not there. I mean, these things are f- a far cry from a Sazerac and things like that. Where yeah, they make yes. Money hand over fist. I mean, but, I mean, you f- you wh- find hidden gems like this, right? Well, like are, I mean, even this one. You know, again, we found that that other one that's being released at some point in Thanksgiving. That is a gem, a hundred percent. But even this, that's you know, it's their double, their uh, yeah. what is it, double barrel? Um, yeah, it's like, great. This this easily would be so one good. that I would always keep. Yeah, in the house, I would like, put this against fantastic. Elijah barrel proof. I would put it against Larceny, uh, and probably win. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it, like the 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 Rush Creeks, the Blom Brothers, the Whiskey Acres are cool. They're big. They have some pretty good distribution. But find also these little ones where, like I said, we said this is a retired couple. They say they're retired, but they're working a crap ton. So <laughs> I don't consider that retired. But uh, they're making good whiskey, and then you find these people that are just super passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And at, at the end of the day, like, like we we agree, their whiskey, like all their products were good. Their whiskeys were good. Their rums were good. The yeah. vodkas were good. Um, but I mean, at the end, some some places may not may not be as good. But yeah. you, again, it's some small people. You're going to hear some really cool stories, and, and, stories. and they're, uh, yeah, they're fun and to hang out. The, these like smaller places are also way more likely to answer your questions oh, yeah. about 100%. The, you know distilling and aging and barreling yeah. and all the stuff. You know, like it's one hundred percent. It's not often that you get to have a near one-on-one with somebody who's a yeah. distiller so which is probably why this one well not probably this is why you know this this tour with tim was an hour and a half because people just kept asking him questions and like oh yeah, yeah let me tell you about blah 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 it's great oh and he, he you know the the one uh lady on our tour was asking him about the different uh, experimental flavors, yeah. you know, so he was just going through oh, yeah, all the different to, ones that he's done. He was like, happy to say, Yeah, this yeah. one's you know, tastes fantastic for X yeah. amount of time, and you know, then it's gone. But like this yeah. one really yeah, 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 holds yeah. up and is letting us like smell them and you know, really do cool. little tastes. And yeah, it was cool. And you he's know? like, Somebody ate all my fucking barley, <laughs> 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 um, but no, it, it's fun. I'm really excited that we decided to do a little small town tour here. Agreed. Um, 
if you're listening to this, uh, feel free to find Barnstormer Distillery on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, on this on their socials. Give them a follow. They're they're really good people. Yeah. Um, and I know they'd appreciate the help. I mean, God, they had like didn't they have a couple thousand followers? Yeah, like four thousand or something. I mean, they they have a big account. So that's cool. But if you if you if you get a chance, give them a like, give them a subscribe or whatever. Um, yeah. But Roberto, if they want to give them a like and subscribe, they should probably give us a like and subscribe as well. I think people, hopefully, they, they're still liking and subscribing because, I mean, the account is up to almost 400 uh, followers, which is great. So, uh, Bourbon Matters, at Bourbon Matters. Um, man, I'm getting I'm getting the whiskey hug right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, right now. I don't know. It started to happen. I don't know how. Careful, a Rockford hug is way Ooh. different than a Kentucky hug. <laughs> yeah. you, don't, you don't want a Rockford hug. <laughs> I'm getting, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, you don't want to get stranded in Rockford uh, and then get a hug. Uh, but it, uh, at Bourbon Matters, Instagram, it, we have a fun account. We have some nice reels, and we have the reel of um, Dan bottling some bottles at Whiskey Acres. And then Facebook, same thing, Bourbon Matters. We have a website, which apparently is very popular in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's bourbonmatterspodcast.com. You wait until those clicks farms start paying <laughs> off in, in uh, Korea. I mean, at this point, I just want bots or something. <laughs> just give me some bots. That yeah, will for me. real. I'll take anything at this point. Uh, and uh, yeah, so, and then there's uh, the podcast, of course. Yes, yeah, so you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and now YouTube for video. Um, Please like, share, rate, subscribe, click the notification bell, all that stuff. Um, just, uh, you know, we're always glad to hear from everybody. So send us requests, send us feedback, send us, tell us you hate our guts. <laughs> I'll take a death threat. We get a Why lot not? of that. We get a lot of that, especially <laughs> for Dan. They're like, who's, the, who's that Dan guy? Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> cool. all right well we'll be going back down there again sometime for yeah. sure i'm in but all right guys all cheers. right cheers